Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How you doing guys? I'm Sam Michael. Welcome to episode 8 of Comedians Talking About Football with my guest, the brilliant Nathan Caton. This episode is also available in video form, so you can watch it on my YouTube channel, Kitaholic Sam Michael. So just search Comedians Talking About Football or Kitaholic on there and we should pop up. Or failing that, there is a clickable link in the description of this podcast. As this episode goes out, we're just days away from the 2020-2021 Premier League and EFL season. Still no crowds going in. In fact, in England, the rules have all changed in regards to lockdown. We could no longer have public gatherings of more than six people. Pretty much in the same way Reading couldn't get six players in the box defending Brentford corners towards the end of last season. Something that momentarily gave today's guest hope of automatic promotion. <sighs> I don't know. Ah. Uh, I'm not looking forward to the same old this Saturday. I'm really not. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, if you've not listened to the podcast before, please do have a listen to the series so far. We've had uh, comedian football fans from Leicester, the city of Manchester, North London and Devon. Yeah, that last one being a Man United fan, obviously. Uh, <laughs> please do subscribe. And if you enjoy the show, a review is always massively appreciated. As for me, I've been gigging back this week. Uh, one outdoor gig to 130 people and one indoor gig, which normally packs in about 80 or 90, but could only fit in around 25 under the new rules. Very, very strange. Speaking of gigs, my guest for episode 8 of Comedians Talking About Football is Nathan Caton, who's talking all things Brentford Football Club. Let's take a listen to him in action. Hey, America, welcome, America, hello. Good, have a good evening. Uh, don't shoot! Uh, pretty healthy. Pretty healthy. I'm a black man. Pretty healthy. It's a microphone, not a weapon. Relax. You guys are like. Mate, how? No, it's 
serious question though, man. Like, how many incidents have to happen before, like, you guys go, you know what, maybe it is the guns, you know? Like, <laughs> like if I get into a car accident Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, on Thursday, I'll be like, I'll get the bus, you know what I mean? Like, Seriously, you guys are fucking stupid. Crazy white guys. Well, first of all, Nathan, so, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's cool to talk to someone else besides my girlfriend. <laughs> um, now, normally, I, we do this sort of uh, football club heaven, football club hell, where we talk about the very best and the very worst of supporting a team. But I guess for mm. you, with Brentford, that's all come in one season. The season just gone. You've probably had the very best and the very worst. Oh, thanks for reminding me, man. It's been, yeah, I mean... Uh, Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm done with 2020, mate. You can, can piss off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's about with my emotions. Um, just the... Just it was like, you know what? Brentford, they're like a, a football pricktease, if I can say that on this podcast. Yeah, of course. You can say um, what you want, mate. You're good. Yeah, they're like a, a football pricktease, man. Just play with our emotions, tease us with what could be, and then just take it away at the last moment. It's like, oh... Mate, I'm, you know, I'd rather just lose every game five nil, and at least I know what I'm getting. You know what I mean, um, yes, yeah, it's been it's been great, but yeah. Well, do you know, I, I I'm not just saying this because you're a guest. I've got video proof of this on my YouTube channel. I did a predictions video for who I thought was going to go up this year, and I had mm-hmm. Brentford finishing second in my prediction. Oh, okay. Because I right. genuinely thought I went to see I went to Griffin Park last season. Because um, mm-hmm. I thought I've got to go there before it goes, because it's such an iconic, iconic ground, and I really thought this was written for them for Brentford last season at Griffin Park, yeah. new season next year, yeah, first man. time in the Premier League. It would it would have been it would have been fantastic, but um, I mean, the, one of the last games was against us, Reading, and you beat us three 0 and genuinely one of the best teams I've seen play all year. And I really thought it was going to happen second place, to be honest, but. I mean, where did it all come from this year? Do you think it was holding on to those key players like Ollie Watkins, players like that? And do you think next season, are you going to lose a few of them? Um, okay, so to answer your first question, where did that come from? Uh, I think just just clicked. I mean, we've got a good squad. We've got a good yeah. team. Um, and they're, they're a young team, though. That's what people forget. So there's going to be times when, you know, they kind of dip or something, you know, they're going to up, there's ups and downs. But when, when we're up we are up yeah. and we just hit a wave straight straight from lockdown from from restart sorry and we just continued it um up until the uh the stoke game no stoke yeah it was stoke yeah up to the stoke yeah. game um and yeah we just had we, we've got a good team uh speaking on like the fact that we haven't lost anyone yet but like okay so look not the season has gone but the season before that uh, our Achilles heel was uh, our defence. Like we were good going forward, but would always give you a chance at the back. He brought in um, Jansen from Leeds, and mm. he he shored us up. He's made a massive difference uh, alongside Ethan Pinnock, who we brought in from Barnsley, uh, and he's class. The two of them put together like made us solid at the back. So we could carry on with our attacking play, knowing that we've, we've kind of shored up at the back. Um, midfield, we've got a young player like Josh De Silva who's come in. Um, uh, his, his first full season he's come on leaps and bounds he's only like 21 uh, we've got Christian Norgard who came in he was a holding midfield though holds everything together then up front uh, everyone knows about the BMW if you, if you watch Benford you've, you've heard of us talking about the BMW up front uh, Watkins, Benwama and Boomer uh, and those three 
put together, they're just, just fire. So um, when you put all those elements together, it, it's got a great, a, a formation of a great team. Um, given that we didn't get promotion, where a few of them go, uh, I'm, I'm going to be sensible and yeah, probably. I mean, mm. we, we know our position in the football hierarchy. You know, we are, we are used as a stepping stone to bigger clubs, you know. Um, we, that's what we do. We find younger players from non-league or lower leagues, develop them, and then if we can't get promotion ourselves, they then go on. You know, like um, James Tarkovsky, who's now at Burnley. Right, he's doing well. Um, we sold off Andre Gray, Neil Marthai, who's at Brighton now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the likes of Watkins, Ben Wama probably will go. But our recruiting system is like, well, has been so good that we lose players and like, we might panic, but then we find another gem. I'm like, oh, okay, we go again. Well, so that's, that's what I always thought about Brentford. I mean, it, it seemed to me that whenever they really get going, they have these players who come through and then they end up moving on come the end of the season when you might make a kind of a top, uh, top table finish. But for me, it was this season, it was almost like everyone at Brentford just went, no, you know, because there was I, no, no way did I think Ollie Watkins was going to stay with you at the end of the 18-19 season. I thought, oh, he might make a jump to the Premier League or or maybe like lead something like that. But no, it seemed they kept hold of those key players. And that, for me, made me think they're going to go up. Because that was the only thing mm. stopping them, I think, for the last few years and, and really progressing was just, just selling the players. And I thought maybe with the new move to the new stadium, that ethos might have changed. Um, so, so in that sense, what do you think comes next for, the, for, for next season? You know, new start, new ground? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, new ground definitely. Um, I think there will be some, some new faces. We've signed a new player already today. Um, Northampton captain Charlie Good, mm. centre back. Um, I think I, I think if a sense, well, if the right offer comes in for like Watkins or Benrahma, then I think they probably will go. I mean, Benrahma's already been linked with like some Premier League clubs, like Chelsea, uh, Villa, because uh, we had Dean Smith who's now gone to Villa, so he knows Benrahma. Um, but um, I think some players will move on, which is fine. I don't begrudge them for you know wanting a Premier League move. Um, and yeah, we just kind of we, we we find someone else. The show must go on. You know, we find some other players and um, we try and push again. That, that's all we can do. I mean, there's no point, you know, thinking about what could have been. It's not. You know, yeah. let's just let's crack on. We've got a new stadium now. Uh, a new reason to feel optimistic. You know, um, a great stadium as well. It looks beautiful. Mm. Um, Use that now. That would be our new fortress, and use that, you know, as a as a launch pad to kind of kick on for the Premier League. Hopefully, yeah, it looks good. It looks good. There's a lot of um, a lot of good things ahead for for Brentford. Hopefully, um, looking back though, where did it all start for you as a Brentford fan? What's your earliest memories of going along to to games? Uh, my earliest. Actually, you know what? Um, my earliest memory at going to Griffin Park wasn't even for a Brentford game. Really? It was. Uh, oh, gosh. It was a charity match between Jamaica and some random select 11. Okay. Um, yeah, I know. It was random. My mum took me when I was like, I would have been 12 or something like that, uh, 13. Um, yeah, 12, 13. Me and my little brother, we went, and that was my first game at Griffin Park. Right. My first wow. Brentford game was a few years after that. Okay. Because um, when, when I was a kid, no one in my family supports Brentford. Mm. Right? Um, for me, it was like either Man United or Arsenal. Okay. Okay. Because uh, yeah, cause they were the Premier League clubs. They were on TV, so that's what that's what my family did. Is either United or Arsenal. Um, 
my godfather and my godmother are both United fans, so they got to me first. So I just copied what they did, mm. right? Not realising that there was a team just down the road. Yeah. And then I remember one day, I was in high school, and uh, some of the Brentford community coaches came to our school and started to do that little kick around or whatever like that. Right. And uh, the match that we played, I, they, they gave me man of the match and gave me um, a medal for it. I was like, oh, Brentford, just stand the road, innit? Like, <laughs> why, am I, why am I supporting Man United for? It's a club just down the road. Yes. And, and so since then, I'd like, I'd start kind of keeping an eye out for them more and more and more. And then eventually when I got to a point where I could just like afford to go to football matches, because I didn't have no one to go with, it was just me and my little brother. Um, we, we kind of kept an eye out for Brentford results and whatever. And then we, eventually we were like, yo, let's just, let's just go and watch Brentford because like, I don't want to, I don't want to be an armchair fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't want to watch Man United. I don't want to watch Arsenal. Uh, I, I want to watch a game in the stadium. So me and my brother went along and watched the, uh, gosh, who was it? It was Brentford against, I want to say Rotherham. Right. Um, it was an awful, boring, disgustingly, <laughs> It was nil-nil with long ball, 90 minutes of long ball. The midfield could have just been like having naps or whatever. Just hoof, 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 hoof. Um, but even though it wasn't great, I enjoyed that. The fact that I was there in the stadium watching live football, supporting my local team. Um, and yeah, that is my, I think that's my first, that's the first proper Brentford game I watched. I watched other Brentford games like on TV, like when we beat yeah. like um Sunderland and the FA Cup and stuff like that, but that uh, that I think I think it was Rotherham, but I remember it was, it was an awful Nuno game. <laughs> Funny you should say that. We were talking just before we started about Jonathan Elson, uh, mm. comedy promoter and MC. He's a big Rotherham. He's a Rotherham fan <laughs> of all the places as well. A guy I'm from sorry. Reading who sports Rotherham, love it. <laughs> I mean, I think it was Rotherham. If it wasn't, I apologise, Jonathan Elson. <laughs> but it, it, knowing Rotherham, it, it probably was. <laughs> I think that's the right attitude, though. It's like you like if you sort of grow up in London, there's so many clubs you could pick. You know, your Chelsea, Arsenal, um, Fulham, you know, anyone really. But then, then you've got you know, I hate to bring up Fulham. <laughs> Don't say the F word in my presence. <laughs> well, had. Brentford gone through all that, you know, going to Wembley and everything and not be able to do it in front of fans, it would have been slightly gutting to have missed out on that. Don't get me wrong, I'm sure you would have taken it, watching it at home, but still, it, it <laughs> is something that you, that the Brentford fans wouldn't have been there to see. And it's a bit of a shame as well that Brentford weren't able to be there to see, say goodbye to Griffin Park as well. Yeah, what was you, you say that I actually I did a, they did a, like um, Brentford have done like these uh, farewell Griffin Park tours. Okay. Right. Uh, I did mine today actually, where basically oh, wow. you just get like an hour and you get taken around the ground. You can have your picture where your seat is and blah, blah, blah. Have a picture like on the side of the picture and stuff. And that's our official way of saying goodbye, Griffin Park. And then they're going to do a virtual event this coming weekend as well. Oh, really? Brentford, yeah. So fans can tune in and they're going to have various messages from past players and current players and people behind the scenes saying goodbye to Griffin Park and all that. Um, but yeah, it would have been it would have been great to like be there. And like the last the last game of Griffin Park was a uh, the three one win of Swansea to get to the mm. play final. That would have been a great way to bow out of the stadium and, yeah. and be there and watch it. Um, but oh, bloody COVID, isn't it, mate? COVID, <laughs> <laughs> dickhead, COVID. 
Oh man. Well, I'll tell you one thing we do on this podcast, uh, what we like to do is I like to, well, actually, funny I should say this because I, I recently saw you on the Richard Herring podcast, Rehustapa, Rehustapa, uh, and he likes to do emergency questions. Right. Okay. So what I like to hit you with, uh, my guest, is the uh, emergency facts of your club, okay. which you may or may not know. Um, oh gosh, probably not. <laughs> so uh, here's one I hit you with straight away. Uh, I've seen yeah. that you do have quite a modest past, Brentford, but did you know that you were winners of the World War Cup in 1942, winning 2-0 against Luton in front of a crowd of 71,000. I was there. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Um, a World War Cup. Well, I love that. I love that we're, you know, the way in during COVID, we've had to sort of cancel events and stuff like that. But no, during World War II, <laughs> they went, I tell you what, in like early marketing skills from the, well, you can tell these guys went on to create the Premier League. They went, marketing, let's have a World War Cup where they selected certain teams to play. And that was in 1942. So. 1942, yeah. So he'd lost the bang. final the year before. There was one the year before? Yeah, there was one in 1941. You lost to Reading. Uh, in uh, in the final, <laughs> and then uh, you then won redemption the, the following year, beating Luton two 0 I mean, I'm happy, but also slightly concerned that there was <laughs> this World War Cup final slap bang in the middle of World War Two. Yeah, I mean, and <laughs> with seventy one thousand watching as well. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> fuck health and safety. Forget the possible airstrikes, mate. We've got a game on. <laughs> Well, this is the thing. I'm going to hit you now with a follow-up fact because the majority of my facts for this for this episode, I'm going to do Griffin Park. Um, yeah. And it's funny you mentioned that, the bombs and everything, because did you know Brentford FC was hit by two wartime bombs in 1940 and 1941, forcing the Bees to have to abandon or postpone six games at Griffin Park throughout. They only postponed six games <laughs> after yeah. they were bombed. You're trying to tell me they were bombed and someone thought, we can still do this, you know. We can still Exactly, that's what happened. They, they bombed it, and then you could just see like the, the groundsman coming out with his fork, just sticking it in the ground. <laughs> just going, Someone wow. put the sprinklers on, please. <laughs> Five, six games, you're not going to have this. Manager being, oh, you're joking. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, Griffin Park, we've got to talk a little bit more about that, because, I mean, um, it's, it's a great ground. Like I said, I'm so pleased I got to visit it. And I know, sure, of course, you're excited about going to a new stadium, and it, it puts mm. Brentford, you know, that level up. But with such an iconic ground, I mean, it's such a good away day. You're going to miss that place because it's it's so lovely. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, now today when I did the tour, um, they let us sit in our seats. Like, uh, and I, me and my brother, we sat in our seats for one last time. And, oh, mate, I, I didn't cry. But cause if I wasn't for my brother, I would have cried. I would have handled Because <laughs> of my brother, I was like, it's man up. Suck it in. Suck it in. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I mean, it's just, that's been my home for like oh, years and years and years now um and it's just it's it's an old-fashioned little ground isn't it you know mm. and so it's a family it's a family ground as well you've got you've got the pubs in each corner which you know Brooklyn fans we, we never mention um <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just a nice little nice little ground in amongst just normal housing it's just yeah, yeah. It's, it's not i mean a lot, a lot of new stadiums nowadays are very it's very like very commercialized and are very um uh, like for the for the what do you call it for the um uh like the match no no not a regular fans but like the uh corporate that's what that's mm. the better one it's a lot of new centers are very corporate whereas Brentford it's just kind of old school you know what I mean 
Yeah, um, and unfortunately yeah. they are dying out. To it. Yeah, and they're dying out a lot of those grounds as well, unfortunately. You know, obviously Upton Park's now gone and, you know, mm. especially London as well. Um, do, you, do you think Brentford are going to struggle filling it next season? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, it's a 15, is it 15,000? Yeah, 15,000. Um, oh, okay, I think it's quite modest. It's got, um, they've got space to uh, increase it a bit as well. But for the moment, I think it's 15,000. And they've sold, last I heard, They've already sold ten thousand season tickets. Oh, brilliant! So you've got ten thousand, and then you've got the away fans as well. So I, no, I don't think I don't think we'll struggle filling it. I think if we had Premier League, obviously it would be a no-brainer. We'd prefer easily, but even if I had Premier League, I still think it's it's such a nice stadium that I think people would want to come anyway. And as Brentford have been doing so well, you know, mm. almost getting to the Premier League, I think that will entice more people. Like one of my mates, he's a Liverpool fan, um, but he's he's from West London, and like, he's he's bought a season ticket. Based oh, on just watching Brentford over the last few years and seeing you know, the kind of football we play, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to come." So I think it will get more of the local people, which is great. Yeah, uh, to come down, and so they have, to, they have to watch Sky Sports to see quality football. They've got a team who's playing good football on their doorstep. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. And I mean, like we were talking about, obviously their their big run came after after um, the break during lockdown. How did you find that not going to 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 the ground anymore and having to watch it all through telly. How did you find that experience? Um, weird. Yeah. At first. Um, but then the fact that we won eight on the bounce very much helped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was like, I mean, our first game back was, it was a way to Fulham. And that would have been a game that me and my brother would have gone to. So it was like, oh, I wish I was there. And then we beat them two and I was like, oh, I really fucking wish I was there. Um, and yeah, I'm, so I just kind of got used to it, you know. I mean, it was it was great in that like all the games were available to watch on like iFollow mm. and on TV and stuff as well. That that helped. I mean, that was great in that I could just wake up and just sit in front of the TV for the whole day, watch game after game after game after game. Um, that was cool. Um, the audio was a bit weird at first. Mm. You have know, the the fake. Audio. Yeah, the, the, the like, noise. Yeah. I mean, yeah. At first, it was like this is like really shit FIFA. But eventually, you kind of. <laughs> You get used to it. It was cool. Although I did, some games, I remember I watched a Fulham Brentford game um, with, without the uh, fake audio. Yeah. You could hear all the players, and, like, and there was one point where um, one of the Fulham players took a phone and it went crap. And you he heard it went, "Oh shit!" Like, oh, this is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, we had that on the iFollow for a few games. They didn't because they were pumping it through the stadiums, the noise, and in, in some of them. Mm. And it was it was great because I think there was a new rule where every time a swear word was picked up, the pundits and the um, sorry, the commentators they had to apologise. Oh, yeah. so the first game was just the commentators going, oh, we apologise if you heard any bad. We apologise. <laughs> Honestly, about, uh, after like 15 minutes, they'd apologise 20 times. They just forgot about it. <laughs> it was great. Well, you know what? So, well, why do you need to apologise? It's just football. Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna pass the ball, jolly old chap. Pass it, you fucking dickhead. You know what I mean? It's football, mate. If you don't like it, just turn over the channel, you dick. <laughs> As early. And uh, I'm going to hit you with another uh, Griffin Park emergency fact. Uh, did yeah. you know... The stadium takes its name from a nearby pub, the Griffin. I've been in there, good pub. Uh, yep. That was used as match day accommodation and changing rooms for the players during Brentford's early days. Griffin Brewery also owned the land prior to Griffin Park's construction. I knew that. <laughs> and the reason why I knew that 
is because when I went on the tour today, that was one of the things he told me. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Oh, see, that's that's good that you were prepared by going on this tour today. <laughs> I like to think you only did that because you knew of the emergency yeah, facts man, that coming. Did my research, man. I'm not stupid. <laughs> well, I wonder if he told you this one. Let's, uh, let's try this one. Uh, did he tell you the highest attendance at Brentford and when it was? Oh, okay. 70-something thousand. Oh, yeah. That's right. I think, hang on, let me double check my, my fact sheet. No, it's not 70,000. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Okay, go on. Hit me, hit me. Well, it was 70,000 at the FA Cup, fi- uh, at the, sorry, the World War Cup final, which is the coolest name, I think, for a cup ever. They should bring that back. <laughs> um, it was 38,678. Oh. And it was an FA Cup game versus Leicester. Mm-hmm. And the year was 1949. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't know that. That's good, Nathan. I'm telling you, all the all the Brentford highlights came in the 1940s. I know, mate. <laughs> the darkest time in British history. Okay, <laughs> says a lot about Brentford. <laughs> yeah, how surprising we go through bloody coronavirus and we could get promoted. Typical Brentford. <laughs> you see, whenever the world crumbles, Brentford just rises. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can we have a World War Three, please? Just so I can get <laughs> Premier League football. Thought we need another World War Cup. Uh, I'll take that over. <laughs> um, let's talk a bit about your stand-up, because, uh, Nathan, I don't, we've never gigged together, but I always see your name. You know, you're, you're very much one of these comics who, you know, done loads of TV work, but I see you, your name's on the clubs all through the weekends. Uh, you know, you're a renowned club comedian. How did mm. you find lockdown? And obviously, suddenly, all that just goes like that. Uh, awful. Absolutely awful. I mean... Yeah, I was gigging like six nights, sometimes every night of the week. So to go from that to just absolutely nothing, just sitting at home and like, yeah, it's just, oh, it's killed me, man. Um, like at eight o'clock, I'll just be sitting there like, what do I do? Mm. My girlfriend's like, oh, we could, we could watch a movie. It's like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I love my girlfriend, but yeah, it's just like, there's only so much time I want to spend with you, babe. Um, yeah, it's awful. Um, I did some online gigs. Yeah. Which, um, they're okay, but it's, it's not the same. It's not the same as being there in a small, compact room where it's intimate and the audience are right there. You've got that connection. Um, yeah, it's hard to get that same connection, like telling jokes to a computer, to a screen. And sometimes you couldn't, you couldn't hear the audience laugh. So I'm just, just talking with no reaction. I felt it's like there's a very, very fine line between like online gigs and just a guy having a breakdown on camera. Yeah, and that's what some of the some that's what some of the gigs felt like. I mean, it, I suppose in a way it almost feels like doing a funny vlog, doesn't it? Yeah, like, but then it just sometimes it just didn't feel funny. <laughs> just, it, felt, <laughs> it just felt awkward and weird. Like oh, I'm just log off and get out of it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just nothing's going to replicate stand up. Mm. Live stand up, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, as a comedian, you, you know, you know what I mean. Like, if you if you do it, if you've done it, then you know what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just a distance buzz that you get, you know, which you, you can't really get via Zoom, Facebook Live, or whatever mm. that streaming service is. You know what I mean? Yeah, and now of course gigs are starting to open up again. The kind of the outside gigs have happened. How have you found them? Um, you know what? The outside ones, they've been all right, man. Um, it's bit, like before lockdown, like if you had offered me that, I'd be like, nah, I'll stick to the clubs. But now, 
because after five months of nothing, I'm like, just give me anything, mate. I'm just, I just want to get out of the house, please. Um, outdoor gigs are kind of cool, man. At least, at least the audience are there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, uh, I've done, I've done one which was a driving one. I was gonna say, uh, have you done any of the car ones? Yeah, I, yeah. I have. I was offered one in Oxford uh, last week. I couldn't do it, but I kind of thought, how does that work? I've told, don't they honk their horns for laughter? Yeah, yeah. but actually, I've, I've done two. The first one I did, yeah, they honk their horns. Uh, so you can't hear them laughing. They just say, <laughs> which you have to assume is them laughing and not them tending to piss off. Yeah. Uh, um, then I, I did a driving one last weekend, and the audience actually got out of the car. Okay. And they just they had that picnic chairs and they just sat there That's next to the cars. Yeah, yeah, that was better because these then when they laughed, you heard it. You know, seeing there was actual laughter as opposed to car horns. Which is fine, but just, yeah, it felt good to hear that. When you hear that, that audience laughing, it's like, oh, oh, that's what that sounds like. Oh, I missed that sound. <laughs> yeah, it's looking great. I nearly had an orgasm on stage. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, at the time of us recording this, anyway, I think, in, was it yesterday or the day before, you did a nice inside gig as well? Yeah, um, it was um, a save, hashtag like- save live comedy mm. gig. Great gig um, put on by Jade Adams and Al Murray. Okay. Um, yeah, it was, it was a Clapham Grand. They had a, um, a small audience in the club as well, as well as recording it, streaming it on Zoom. Um, but yeah, again, that was great. Just like, as you have audience there in front of me, and when I you know, tell my joke, there's physical, actual reaction mm. right there. You know, I can I can hear them laugh. I can see them, you know, smiling and turning to the mate. So yeah, that's true. You know, like, and yes, oh man, it's just good to, you know, this there's light at the end of the tunnel, you know. It's, it's getting there, slowly, isn't it? Yeah, slowly but surely it's coming back. So I just I want it bad, man. I need it like a drug. And tying it back sort of to the football, uh, they're mm. now talking about letting I think it's something like thirty percent of fans in for, for, yeah. for future league games. But how would they do that though? I mean, how do they decide who that thirty percent is? Because like, I mean, say like Brentford, uh, are they going to you know, just do like? people get to go to every other game or whatever. It's like, mm, I don't know, mate, mate, that's, I, I paid my money. I, I want to yeah. go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then also, do they um, do that with, like, can, do they include away fans in that 30%? And if so, what percentage are, I don't know. Yeah, I know. Is that, yeah, I, I don't know how they're going to do that, but, I know. you know, there's going to be some football fans complaining, you know, that, yeah. I paid well, money for a season ticket, I can't even go. <laughs> um, that's, that's, that's me, by the way. <laughs> that's <laughs> going to be me. Well, you know, I'm a Reading fan, so 30%, mate, I'm thrilled. It'll be our highest attendance all season, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Now, you, guys, you guys, you survived. We survived, yeah, you know, and we did we did the I follow thing. I, I enjoyed playing ten pounds to watch you destroy us three <laughs> nil. And you were very I mean, it was great because you scored two goals and you sort of went, We'll just I think you, you you used all five of your subs very quickly and just thought, that's pre- let's try some new things out for the remainder yeah. of the game. And you got a third. <laughs> yeah, and you did. And you did. Nicely done, nicely done. Um I hit you with 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 one more fact and then I'm gonna then I'm gonna quiz you. Then oh, I will okay. quiz you. That that's okay. that's the thing. Um, so uh, this is this is something that I found really interesting in doing my research at Brentford. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the um, the club were nearly bought by QPR in nineteen sixty seven. Yeah, the pricks. Yeah, um, and then they tried to spin it and make it seem like we tried to buy them first. Um, no, they know what they did. The, 
scum from Shepherd's Bush. The fake right. hoops. Um, yeah, man. Uh, who's that shit from Shepherd's Bush? Is Cooper? Um, yeah, they tried to buy us, and hence we have that. I mean, there would have been a rivalry anyway because it's mm. local, but that just made it worse. So yeah, it's Q- QPR. I mean, I think for me personally, I have I, I get more worked up for the QPR matches than for the matches. Really? Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know. Maybe because I know more QPR fans. Yeah. So it's like, you know, um, yeah. I mean, I don't. I, I have the same thing. I, I, I still like have a rivalry with Fulham as well. Yeah, like, of course. QPR for some reason. Yeah, well, especially now. How did that? I mean, I wonder what they would have done. So, had they bought them out, was the idea to just merge the clubs? Um, I'm not sure what. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it was though to take. I know there's more land, more space yeah. where we were. Um, I, I have no idea. I have I mean, no idea. I mean, either but way, it would have been to buy the club and then essentially become one new entity, like one big sort of West London club. Uh, or either way, it would have been to take over there. And would have kicked Brentford out somewhere else. It could be yeah. much non-existent. Exactly. I, just, I just found that so so strange. Um, I, I'd love it if that that could be like the new thing in future football. Just clubs trying to buy each other, like down <laughs> like, like West Ham trying to buy Leighton Orient, or I don't know <laughs> Oxford trying to buy Swindon. Just I just think that could be like the new kind of rivalry in football because it's got so much into ownership now. It's just kind of a war of territory. Are you merging football with Monopoly, mate? Yeah, I think I am. Uh, and that's what I've always wanted. <laughs> it's, it's basically like, what's that game they used to play? Like, it's got like, uh, like Red Alert or something where you just kind of take over territories or that, just that, but with football clubs till you just own England. Um, I'll ask you this quickly before, because I'm asking every comedian this, and this is going to go into yeah. kind of a big video at the end. Um, Euro 2020, now Euro 2021. How do you mm-hmm. think England are going to get on? Um, oh, I've seen this to another comedian recently, right? I think we'll do okay, you know. Um, I, like we've got a lot of good young players now. Mm. Uh, okay, Rashford, Kane, Kane's still, he's not old, he's still, he's in his prime now, and he's 26, 27. Um, Rashford, Sterling, Sancho, uh, Madison, Grealish uh, at the mm. back. No, setting the back is the one area I'm like, that's the concern. I mean, yeah. Maguire, yeah, but mm. against pace and trickery, sometimes he gets done as a seen for United. Uh, Stones has fallen. Um, favour. If Gomez can get fit and like, play a whole season, then I'll be like, okay, there's hope there. Um, and then goalkeeping. Um, for me, Pickford, uh, he, he hasn't been number one quality this season, not for Everton. Mm. Um, but going forward, though, I think we're good. I think we're good. Um, I think we'll we'll get we'll get to the knockout stages. Yeah. Um, Maybe I think, in terms of winning anything, next year might be too soon. Okay. I think maybe twenty twenty two World Cup, twenty twenty four Euros will be more of a like more of a threat. That's when more of our young players now will develop and kind of you know learn more and you know start reaching their full potential. So I think Euros next year. I think we'll, we'll get I don't know, quarters, maybe quarters, maybe semis. Um, but I'll look at twenty twenty two, twenty twenty four about challenging 
Right. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I suppose the thing was is that I think we all thought we were going to enter to Euro twenty twenty with the kind of the the best of the the World Cup twenty eighteen squad. I mean, mm. great. You know, we'll we'll have Kane in there, even though he was injured at the time. We'll, we'll kind of have him coming through. We'll still have the players we had, but now it's this new exciting thing where we have got all these new younger players, like you said, like Grealish, like Foden at Man City, who have just yeah, suddenly oh, come man. out of nowhere. And yeah. you think, oh, okay, now if we wait, because I think the only difference we would have made this year is put Danny Ings in and gone, yeah, up front, he can come on <laughs> seventy minutes, score a goal, maybe. But now we've got yeah. this really young talent, and you kind of don't know what to do with them. Then who do you leave out from that twenty eighteen squad? Yeah, it's a thing. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's a good selection headache to have for Gareth Southgate anyway. But um, yeah, they'll be like, yeah. I mean, look at the moment. you got in, in midfield, uh, in that kind of number 10 creative role, mm. you got uh, Mason Mount is there, Ross Barkley's there, uh, Madison's there, uh, Phil Foden will be there. Jack Grealish, he, like, he, where's he going to fit? You know, he's been quality yeah. this season. Um, so I think the future is bright, I'll put it that way. And speaking of future being bright, predictions for Brentford. I mean, we've spoke a bit about where you think what might happen next year. It's positive either way. Can you yeah. see them getting in the Premier League in the next maybe two or three years? Um, yes, I can. Yeah? I'm not just saying that because I'm biased. Uh, <laughs> I just I trust our our recruitment. I mean, we might lose players, but I think I think we'll, we can find players. I mean, but yeah, we the way we recruit is just. As exemplary, mm. um, I th- yeah, I think I think we're trying. I think next season, um, we'll be up there, there, thereabouts. Um, be it automatics or playoffs, I hope it's automatics because I'm done with playoffs, mate. Yeah, like nine playoff losses. Are you shitting me, mate? Right. Oh, gosh, nah, I'm done. I've seen us at Wembley three times, two playoff finals, one FA Cup semi final, and lose every time. It's depressing, it's oh, so damn. depressing. And I mean, like, in a way, you can we say, oh, it's a shame that they did all that and they weren't there. But imagine being there that night at, yeah. or, or it would, probably would have been like a Monday afternoon, bank holiday Monday afternoon, that walk back from Wembley Stadium after a loss. Oh. It is depressing. Yeah, I've done, I've done that. I've done that, mate. Um, was it Yeovil? Oh, no. 2013. Wow, Yo- that is Yo- going Yo- back. Yeah. I remember we, we we didn't turn up as as usual. When we get to Wembley, we don't turn up. I don't know what it is. We get complacent because it's just down the road. But we didn't turn up, and me and my brother we just walked all the way back home, like a hour walk. <laughs> right, we, we were meant to get the bus or something, um, but we were so pissed off we just didn't want to be around anyone else. Oh, we just walked right. an hour in silence. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the worst walk. It is the worst walk. Right, well, Nathan, Caton, you, you come on the podcast. You say you're a Brentford fan, but I'm going to have to test it. Uh, oh, everyone has to be tested. It's the it's the ten question um, knockout quiz. Uh, now I had to look for for a decent place to get hold of this uh, of this quiz. Um, now normally our quizzes are sourced from really you know high standard places. We've used CBBC online, and we've also used thebeano.com. Um, they didn't have any any Brentford. Uh, any Brentford quiz questions. So I've, I've got, I've Scandal. gone, I know. So I've gone instead for my London dot news. Um, okay. And we've got 10 questions here. And I will say it's, uh, at this point, there's only one guest so far on the podcast who's got all 10 questions, right? Oh no, the pressure. And it was a Leicester fan. So those underdogs, you got to watch them. Okay. Oh mate. Oh, no.
So, how, how, how far back are we going? Well, uh, I'm not sure. I think these are, I mean, to be honest, I'm looking at the first question and it's all the way back to the very, very start. So it's all over the place. It's all over the place. But anyway, I've gone for a nice kind of like sort of easy quizzes, but they're always more easy than they sound. But there is always a trick question in there somewhere. But here we go. So we go for question one. Uh, When was Brentford founded? 1888, 1889 or 1890? 1889. Do I like that? Correct. We're on to the next question. Mate, that pause killed me, mate. I think the worst we've had so far is two out of ten. So don't worry, don't worry. Um, Okay, so question two. (laughs) Which... (laughs) Wow. Okay. Um, Question two. I might have to give you a free pass on this one because I think it suddenly jumped from, oh, when did your club start to this? Which competitions did Brentford win in the 1897-98 season? Was it the London League and Middlesex Senior Cup, the London League and London Senior Cup, or the Middlesex Senior Cup and London Senior Cup? What? <laughs> mate, come on, mate. You're having a fucking bubble. Um... Can you repeat the, the possible answers, please? So, London League... So, it's the London and Middlesex... Sorry, London League and Middlesex Senior Cup, the London League and London Senior Cup, or the Middlesex Senior Cup and London Senior Cup? I'm going to go for C. C. Do you know what? It's right. Do I like that? Oh! <laughs> it's right! <laughs> I was just preparing to go, do you know what? Don't worry, Nathan. We'll cut that bit out. It's a stupid question. But that is that is amazing. That is amazing. You Bear in Middlesex. mind... Uh, yeah, Middlesex Senior Cup and London Senior Cup. Yeah, when you said Middlesex, I was like, okay, it's got to be us. So, I mean, that's amazing. Bear in mind, a couple of the question twos on some of them are, what is the name of your mascot and things like that. So, <laughs> um, so now we're going to go to a nice, easy question. <laughs> who, oh, no. who created this quiz and who is it for? Okay, here we go. Nice, easy one. Uh, where did Brentford finish in the London combination... Bear in mind, the London combination in the 1918-1919 season. Is it third, tenth, or first? <laughs> Man, I've been stitched up here, mate. Fucking hell. Um, in the 1918-19 season, I reckon... Third, we tenth, finished, or first? We finished third. Round, no, don't! It's wrong. It's first. You were champions. Oh, I was going to say first, but no, we never won anything. Damn it. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, these questions are insane. I'll give you that. But look, uh, we'll, 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 still good effort. I mean, God, where do these... Uh, I'll be... Bear in mind, the Leicester questions. If you d- get a chance, listen to the Leicester episode, because yeah. the questions are absolutely stupid. They're insane. Oh, They're stupid man. easy. But, you know, never mind. Uh, two out of ten questions like that <laughs> there'll be an asterisk next to it just like liverpool's asterisk during the covid <laughs> thing but uh, never mind because of course nathan Caton, you don't go empty-handed uh <laughs> now i, I we never actually met before now normally if i meet anyone at a gig and i find out about football i end up chatting about the history of the club uh, about football shirts and i don't know what football shirts you do own and what you don't own uh, yeah. so i thought i'd play it really safe i've gone back to the 15 16 season so quite recent now, you might own the shirt from that season, but I don't think you own the goalkeeper's shirt from that season. Hey! So, uh, no, I don't. I don't. Now, I believe this is the last season with the old badge as well. So I wanted yes. to get that one on there as well. And I love this because it's got the padded uh, elbows, which I thought disappeared in 1991. So <laughs> I, I'm happy to have them. So what I'll do is I'll get the, this sent over to you. 
Um, oh man, yes, so and, sweet. Uh, so that's that's for you. And I just uh, yeah, thanks again for coming on. And uh, as I said, the episode's going to go out in a couple of weeks. Um, what what's sort of coming up now? You've returned to comedy. What can we talk about? What's coming up for Nathan Caton? Um, gigs, lots and lots of gigs. Well, hopefully, unless hopefully you don't get cancelled. Touch wood, to God. Um, yeah, uh, I'll be performing just here there and everywhere anywhere i possibly can um working on a few writing projects for tv um Brilliant. hopefully something gets commissioned or you know gets picked up now that the world is slowly starting to open up again uh so 2021 hopefully that'll be the year i mean you see you see a lot more nathan Cain. top man and hopefully it's a good year for brentford as well yeah indeed mate come on you base come on you base nathan thanks so much for coming on Cheers, mate. Take care. A big thanks once again to Nathan Caton. I feel so awful about that quiz. <laughs> How harsh was that? Who came up with that quiz? It was genuinely on some London website as a quick, fun quiz. I, I don't know. Anyway, speaking of quizzes, Nathan uh, does a football quiz on Sunday nights over on his Instagram live. Pretty sure they're still going, so do check them out. I assume they won't be as hard as that quiz we did just then. <laughs> Uh, as Nathan said also, he is looking to gig as much as he can for the rest of 2020. And no doubt, you've seen him on Live at the Apollo, you've seen him on Channel 4, Comedy Gala, Mock the Week, etc. But as he said, there's nothing like live comedy. So why not check out his website, nathancaton.com, and see if he's gigging near you. And also give him a follow on Twitter, at Nathan Caton. As for us, you can give us a follow on Facebook, just search Comedians Talking About Football, or follow us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at comfootytalkpod. If you enjoyed the show, a review is hugely appreciated. Uh, but if you can't be asked, why not just join us next time instead, when my guest will be Joseph Parsons talking about Bristol City FC. Until then, I hope you lose on Saturday if you're a Derby fan. See you later. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.